Ring Culture Podcast. We back. The podcast dedicated to the game of basketball and always trying to make the listener think about what teams, players, organizations, and even what they did to get closer to a ring. I'm Dan. I'm welcomed by Jamar, D'Angelo, and the ghost of Ose. What's good, y'all? That <laughs> was good, good man. bro. What's good? <laughs> I can't complain. Another beautiful night with basketball and talking with some good brothers. Uh, good brothers. See, I'm glitching because <laughs> I want to ask you something. See, I said brothers because this is a brotherhood friendship. And I want to talk about ops real quick, man, because I know y'all saw Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that nigga, that nigga's the the op that will forever, forever hold it, hold the, you know, hold the grade. <laughs> he yeah. said, "I'm from the west side of Chicago, and Michael Jordan, you better apologize to me, or this beef is forever." <laughs> That's what we miss, though, right? Yeah, Rivalries yeah. in basketball. We miss yeah. that, but if Jordan hasn't responded or not done nothing to you. By now, he doesn't care about you. Okay, KD, triple-double. Yeah, that, that <laughs> But how do y'all feel? Like, tonight, uh, the Lakers are playing the Clippers. The Nets are dogging the Knicks. You know, they're trying to highlight the local rivalries. Overall, do y'all think that basketball lacks rivalries? Um, I think it does now. Um, And kind of piggybacking on something KD said when he was asked about rivalries, um, teams don't stay together long enough like how they were back in the day to have the same guys playing the same teams when teams be good. Like when the same teams are always good for like five years, they're going to play other good teams in the same conference, especially in the playoffs, over and over and over again. And when you play high stakes basketball and shit get chippy, that's how you build the rivalry. And that's what KD was saying. You build rivalries in the playoffs. Like he was saying he had rivalries against like the Grizzlies and San Antonio and shit like that when he was asked about the rivalry against the Knicks. And he was like, he really don't feel like it's a rivalry. I mean, like, because yeah. there's no playoff competition and guys nowadays you know move around a lot so they don't stick on the same team they shift conferences and when they shift teams stink so it's not like you playing the same guys over and over and over again yeah you're right I agree with that and uh D'Lo as a former Lakers fan right now on standby until LeBron leaves I'm sure you can talk to us (laughs) about the great uh, rivalries the Lakers had when we were growing up against like the Kings, the Spurs, and those type of teams. Trailblazers. Yeah, the Trailblazers. You know, they said Ruben Patterson was the Kobe stopper. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days though, man, because it made like it made it more fun. Like I, I like nowadays, like you know, players they, they all friends. They all you know grew up together, played on the same AAU team. They got connections with each other in some way, but like. It's not how it used to be, like, cold, hard niggas, like, fuck, like, fuck you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, really fuck you, like, during the game, after the game, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not the same, man. Like, we don't have that raw, like, uncut. Like, I think the last rivalry we had, good rivalry, was, like, the playoff joint. Remember one that was, like, Houston versus uh Golden State? Yeah. yeah. 
I, I think Golden State and Cleveland too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for a little bit, Stephen LeBron. I think that's or probably the last the big. Yeah. yeah, that was like the last big one that I could think of. I can't really think of no other rival. We don't got that Miami versus the Knicks joint no more. Back in the day, you know, it was uh, Miami and the Pacers. This one, yep. remember? Uh, you know, Lance, David West, and those brothers. They tried to make a little rivalry with the Heat. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's just not the same no more. But yeah. I, I mean, I, there's nobody to really, you know, blame. But it's just I felt like after the the Miami stuff back in the day, 09, 2010, whatever, when LeBron went and with the big three, I think like after that, it's just kind of like the rivalry is just kind of just like, eh, we all gonna team up type shit. But it wasn't. I thought with teaming up, that would make more teams team up to make rivalries, but it really didn't. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I, I would say we saw the Lakers team up. The Clippers tried, you know, with Kawhi PG, but those brothers will never play each other in the playoffs, it seems. And like y'all mm-hmm. said, I agree. The playoffs is when rivalries are made. Lakers versus Celtics exist as the most, you know, the most prestigious rivalry in the NBA because they played against each other in the finals so many times throughout mm-hmm. the decades. Um, as a kid, I one of the reasons why I hated LeBron was because I saw him beat the Wizards three years in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw him touch Gilbert Arenas on the shoulder and take his soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was his chest. I thought he smacked Yeah, him it was his chest. chest. You're right. <laughs> I, I seen him. I saw him travel and then call it a crab dribble. Yeah, I, th- that was very iconic. The, the Gilbert Arenas told- yeah, free yeah. throw. That was very iconic. I was yeah, like Moments that. like that, like bro, Soldier Boy and Jay Z were beefing because of Deshaun Stevenson and LeBron's clash. <laughs> that's that's the fun stuff that did make rivalries hot. Like, I mean, I think right now what we might have is uh if Minnesota and Memphis plays against each other more in the playoffs, that can be a real rivalry because they're both young teams on the come up. Yeah, and y'all saw how chippy it was in the postseason last year, but. Yeah, y'all right. I think just the way basketball is designed, the regular season is too long for it to really matter in terms of rivalries like the NFL playing your division opponent twice a year. You know, it's tough. But like, how do y'all feel about the NBA now giving out awards for teams that win the division? Like, do you guys think that can maybe create rivalries in the division? No, I don't Uh... (laughs) I personally think no. I mean, what you won the division? I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, look how he's glitching. He doesn't understand the concept of because because at the end of the day, like niggas say, okay, we won the division, but that don't mean shit. Regardless, like I don't see how that. Only thing that's changing is you actually getting a, I guess, a trophy or whatever acknowledgement. That's you always got a banner for it. You get banners for that. Yeah. Yeah, some, teams some, some do. I'm sorry, d go ahead. I was just saying some teams hang the banners for the division titles. Oh, yeah, because they probably don't have much. Yeah, yeah the Nets do. Yeah, so we do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So if y'all would have to say, do you guys think like there's any rivalry in the NBA today that's active? It could be teams or it could be between players like you know 
Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain were a rivalry beyond whether Will Chamberlain played for the Warriors, the Lakers, or the 76ers. Like, do y'all even see that? Like, oh, two talented guys at a position going at each other. Yeah, this is what I'll say. Like, I don't really I th- I think the division thing is may pick up at least in the east. I don't really know too many. I don't know the western divisions like I know the eastern divisions, but I know in, in the Atlantic division, it's a lot of good teams, you know, like the Nets, you got the 76ers, you got the Boston. So, and then it's a lot of history and inside stuff going on between all these teams. You know, like the James Harden going to the 76ers and leaving the Nets. You know, the history between Kyrie and Boston. So, and then these, all these teams are good. So it's not, so these teams could potentially build some rivalries, you know, in the future and with their history, especially I think Boston and the Nets can pick up if we hire E-May in the future. We can talk about that later, but yeah, I think, as of now, nah, but it may can pick up later if the guys who are on the teams now stay where they're at, at least for the next few years. Like, I feel like there's a kind of a beef or at least an on-court rivalry between Giannis and KD, at least when they play each other. I feel like they each try to turn it up a notch. Um, and I feel like when Joel goes up against Kevin Durant as well, um, I feel like that. And I feel like it's like that with other players too, you know, because certain things are said about certain players like point guards and things like that. I feel like Kyrie picks it up against certain point guards too when it's a certain matchup like Steph Curry. I know for sure when he, we go up against the Warriors and he's playing, he picks it up against Steph Curry. So, you know, but I think it just needs to be more like, you know, playoff and more meaningful basketball for it to pick up. Yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, For real, I think the best player rivalry could be uh, Steph and Dame. You know, they have very similar games. Dame is from Oakland. It's kind of like the Disney version of the Isaiah Thomas-Michael Jordan rivalry. Like, we know Isaiah Thomas is from Chicago. Michael Jordan plays for Chicago, takes over his city. Yes. And all his people. It's the same thing, but... Dame and Steph, you can see they have more respect for each other. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Dame, Dame, he not, Dame, he he not like, you know, he don't be talking. Like both of the, Steph and Dame, their games, they let their games really talk shit. And Steph, he really showboats, you know, for the crowd and, you know, for the, for the box office. And Dame, he just go out there and do his thing. But they don't really talk shit about each other or anything like that, like you said. So yeah. I don't think it'll be as, as wicked as Mike and Isaiah. <laughs> Steph not really even that type of player. Like, he talks shit, like, low, like the way he talks shit is different. Like, Front he, runner. Like, yeah, <laughs> He going to, like, do a little dance, a little shimmy type shit, but, like, he not going to be, like, talking big shit to you. I mean, he don't seem like it, but, yeah. like, like other niggas that's, like, while they're cooking you, they going to let you know they're cooking you. Like, dang, he, he going to point to his, his hand, dang time. You know what I'm saying? But, like, the only rivalry I really seen was, like, Joker and, and Embiid because of the MVP type shit, like, the rivalry right there. But, like, other than that, like, 
I mean, LeBron, when he goes against KD, I mean, that's a little thing. They try to make that uh Tatum when he go against KD, I guess, again. But, like, or Giannis versus KD, like, like you just said, Jamar. But, like, like it's, it's the lack of people, like, players playing games, actually, just because – yeah, niggas, that too. Good point. Niggas, niggas don't. Good niggas point. don't ever play. Like, let's say, like right now, like, okay, we got a full slate tonight. Everybody's playing, luckily for the most part. But like, how rare is that? Like, is Kawhi playing tonight? No. Nah. <laughs> well, that's expected, right? Yeah, but that's a, that's a good point. Like you said, D. Love. Imagine if Kawhi and all these niggas always was healthy or relatively healthy, they could have played more games, like Lakers versus Clippers. You know. Yeah, see, like, so, like, that that's, that stuff matters. Like, back in the day, like, it's rare. Like, niggas, if they not playing, it's because they really, they really, like, I'm, I'm, I can't play type shit. Like, you had to pull niggas off the court. But, like, not to say nobody's faking injuries and all that shit like that, because I fuck Kawhi. But I'm just saying, like, the, the low management, the, oh, I don't feel, I'm just not playing tonight, like, whatever type shit. I'm a consumer, so I, I I feel for niggas like that. Cause you know what I'm saying? You go to a game, especially a West Coast game, and we on the East Coast, and <laughs> we only come to play one time. I'm pissed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, man. Now, hey, you teased it, Jamar. We might as well go and talk about it. Today, the Brooklyn Nets announced Jacques Vaughn is their new head coach. <laughs> contract is until 20 why you left man until 2024 <sighs> you guys aren't aware he's had previous head coaching experience at the cesspool that is the orlando magic uh jamar are you are you hyped i mean y'all wanted <laughs> this nigga said are you hyped <laughs> no i'm not hyped um I mean, it's just a lot of politics and everything going on. I really don't want to dive into that part of it right now. But yeah, I can I understand why he was hired. It just it it made the most political sense at this point in time. Uh the added baggage that Emay would have brought on top of everything else at this point in time would have been worse. Now like as like everybody's been saying, had this not have happened, and you know Steve Nash got fired, and it would have just been the email storm, email probably would have been the coach. But you know, it is what it is. Now I will say the players since Steve Nash has been gone, I have noticed everybody, even Kevin Durant, has been playing harder, has been playing better, has been responding better from beginning to end. It's like. I, I'm not even gonna bullshit you. It was like it felt like I don't want to say that, but it felt it felt like the players was low key job. Like, yeah, let's get Steve Nash up out of here. It, this ain't it, you know. Because once John Vaughn became the head, Jock Vaughn became the head coach. Head coach, you know, they start winning. Like we three and two now since he's been the head coach. And the last time he was the interim coach for us. He was seven and three in the bubble, so I, I will I, I will say let's just give him a shot this year. I will say it won't hurt anything, um, you know, and see what can happen. But I honestly think that what we should do is have him for the rest of the year, 
and then hire Ime for the next season. Uh, that would be the best bet for us, you know. But um, yeah, I'm no, I'm not excited, but <laughs> I'm I'm not mad or anything either, you know, because because of the situation that we're in right now. So it is what it is. D'Lo, you you laughed at Jacques Vaughn, man. You don't think he can get the job done with oh, the oh, oh, oh. Jacques Vaughn, let me just go ahead and say that Jacques Vaughn is a respectable player. I remember him back in the day. He was a respectable <laughs> back, backup point guard. So, you know. But you know where the Nets fucked up at? They were too thirsty. They were too thirsty. Soon as you fire Nash, not even 24 hours, y'all already getting contact with Udoka trying to sign him? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the game, though. Bro, no, no, bro. That was the problem, though. It could have, what they should have did, in my, in my opinion, okay, you could fire Nash. That's cool. Have Vaughn, like, you already had him as the interim coach anyway. So, I mean, if you didn't even have to sign him, it was just like, you didn't have to. But you did now, but you could have just had him as interim coach. Let this Udoka shit die down a little bit, just a little bit. It's still hot, and and then maybe move on with it, and then try to sign him. But they tried to move too quick. I feel like while shit is still hot, you got women still coming out. I don't feel comfortable on that side of it. Like I don't feel comfortable with him being the coach. Like it's just too hot right now. I feel like, but I do agree with Jamar. Uh. Niggas is out of nowhere. It's like a light switch. Niggas started playing better. But the rotations look way better. Cam Thomas is actually playing, and he should have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, he got some experience. Like, Nash was not doing the right moves. He was playing. I don't know know what it, I don't know, bro. (laughs) I don't know what he was thinking, man. He was definitely on the Dan Tony shit. He was going to run niggas into the ground. (laughs) Hey, you know what that reminds me of, y'all? Um, Remember when Doc Rivers was about to get slid by the Clippers and there was like rumors about Ty Lue about to be the coach of Ty Lue? Uh, no, Doc was sick like, I mean, Ty Lue was there. How come he ain't tell me nothing? <laughs> 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 Why did he tell me the rotations? Yeah. <laughs> they think Jacques Vaughn was there, but hey. Because I'm going to wait till you get slid and I'm going to take it <laughs> <laughs> <He's> stupid. <laughs> nah, I mean to be honest, what probably happened is they probably put their input, and you know, head coaches be like, "Yeah, I hear you, but I'm gonna do what the fuck I'm gonna do." What was the you reason know, for Cam Thomas not playing though? I don't understand. So you're asking the wrong guy because it was we need, especially with Kyrie out, we needed a ball handler, and sometimes like it was this was one rotation that I didn't understand. Where we didn't have a single ball handler on the court at one point. It was like it was Seth Curry still hurt. And I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, who's gonna dribble the ball up the court for us and set up the offense? Like, you need somebody to be able to do that. Like, I don't know, man. But how I, how I feel about it is you got a nigga on the court that don't wanna shoot and Ben Simmons. You so if he don't want to shoot, you you got a nigga Cam Thomas. That nigga he loves to shoot. That nigga's yeah, a little player. too much, but so I rather exactly. run it back than you know, exactly. So I'm like, bro, if you got a nigga that don't want to shoot in Simmons, shit, let him go ahead and shoot for him. And like, I mean, not to say it like that, but damn, like because I I watched the game again tonight. 
This nigga Simmons is like fucking hot potato. Get the ball. He's ready. He's just hot potato. Get, get, get rit of he getting, he getting a little bit. He getting a little better, though. Yeah, was trying to make him play more small ball five and, you know, set more screens, pick and roll. But he was too antsy. He didn't know how to set picks. They kept calling him for illegal screens and all that. I know you saw that, Jamar. Yeah, it was yeah. a few times he wouldn't set a pick trying to roll already, so... Damn, can I get a face up once? Can I get a bad <laughs> step? God damn, bro. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's starting to do it a little more now. I think I will say this though, in the little Ben Simmons, I'm not no Ben Simmons advocate either. I just want to throw that out there. Like I'm, I really don't bang with him like that. Like, but to be honest, from what I've seen, I really do think he was kind of wincy because he still has some questions about his body's physical abilities and i think once he gets more comfortable like his body ain't gonna break down then you're gonna start to see a little bit more and more like after he falls down or gets bumped and it's not sore then he gonna go harder you know you get what i'm saying but yeah i think i it's a mental thing too but the, the good thing is about it is we don't need him to do too much on this team we got shooters like against the knicks what i seen today that's all we need that nigga to do Push the ball, find the shooters, let them niggas shoot, and then we good. And you get the rebounds and play defense. Like what he was doing today was like perfect. And I was without even Kyrie. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Now, hey, let's talk about another team that they made a big trade trying to improve their roster the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, Right now, they're what, five and six? They're, yeah, I think that's what I've seen. Yeah, they've had a slow start. Right now, they're getting body rocked by the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> Devin Booker is having his way. Um, How do y'all feel about what the Timberwolves did to try to improve their roster and what you guys are seeing so far? I wish, was, I wish Osei was – I wish – this is when Osei needs to wake up because he said Anthony <laughs> Edwards – was going to beat Steph Curry's three-point record. Yeah, wait. What? Oh, bro, you're <laughs> lying to me right now. What are you saying? Oh, why did he say that? What did he say again? He said Anthony Edwards was going to break Steph Curry's three-point record. That's what That's he what said. said. Yes, he said that. What, what, what would give him the indication? Because... Anthony Edwards was, I guess, ahead of Steph's pace after his rookie year. And I was like, I mean, it's one year. He's not going to do that forever. <laughs> nah, he... <laughs> he don't say he's, he's just laughing. He's just laughing. But yeah, did nah. y'all see when Anthony Edwards was saying that he wants to play more small ball lineups? And I was looking at like, don't y'all know y'all, your team traded for another center? What What small ball lineup do you want? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, he's he's geeked. I mean, I mean, I, I'll say this real quick about Minnesota, man. Like he, like I seen that clip too about him with that just sitting there while they was running a play. I had high hopes for him, especially after his rookie year. But I don't know. I think his mental just ain't there. You know what I'm saying? Based on everything going. And like that's that's bad because he got the all the physical attributes. You know, to really be next level. But I mean, Minnesota really isn't the organization that's really serious about winning either. <laughs> I mean, KG said it too. 
And because of KG was so serious about winning, that's why they was really vicious. And ever since he's left, I don't remember. I can't think of the Minnesota Timberwolves being a serious anything. Like, well, they did. Uh, they got Tim Collins. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I was just wanted to let you know they did sign Tim Connolly. He was the GM that built the Nuggets. So they did try to get him to, you know, build their roster. And I think he's the one that, you know, made the big move for Rudy Gobert. So they are trying to switch it up. Yeah, but even that was geek. Like four yeah. first rounders and like you thought Rudy, you would think Rudy Gobert was Victor Women Ben Yama in his prime. The way they <laughs> like sold the house for him. Like, oh my God, leave for Rudy. Never. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, I don't know. That's just that's just Minnesota to me, bro. I don't know. But yeah, that's my take on that. Below, what do you think about Anthony Edwards and his slow start to the season? I'm, I'm look out of shape. Uh, how do you feel, man? I'm not. I'm not really worried about Edwards. He kind of did the same thing last year too, a little bit. Like, like I think. It's just more eyes on him. Like he was, I mean, of course he was. There's eyes on him before because he was what number two pick. But Anthony Edwards last year, he didn't really. He he has games. He has like one game he'll give you like this little thirty five, and then one game he'll come out and give you like fourteen chill shit. But Minnesota, like I'm watching them. The chemistry is way off. For one, Goofbert, this nigga, like, <laughs> stupid. Like, bro, him and Towns is the most dumbest shit ever, bro. Because I see Towns trying to be on the perimeter. He's trying <laughs> to chase niggas, bro. It's ugly. He's he's he be forgetting that he's a power forward now and not a center, and he's supposed to be following niggas. I be watching him. I'm like, what the hell? And I heard an announcer say that, and they're like, it's like he don't know how to play with Goofbert yet, and. Rudy, Rudy, I mean, his stats gonna look good because he's a that's what he does. He just rebounds and he gets putbacks and he gets alley oops, bro. But I mean, uh, yeah, they 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 made a hella mistake trading four first round picks or how well, however many. Yeah, two is enough for me. Like that's the max I'm giving for Rudy. I'm not giving four, bro. Two and I'm giving somebody else, somebody else up, and then like whatever, bro. Four. Yeah. Utah is, is and you and Utah Utah right, Utah now. right now is one that tree, bro. They Hell got yeah. assets. They won it forever. They like this. <laughs> yeah. This won't be one of them revisited joints in two years, like between James Harden and Ben Simmons. Like, nah, bro. This is a, a done deal. Sales highway sales robbery. Deliver. Yes, highway robbery of a joint, bro. Like Utah, and if Utah end up getting Victor. With all them first round draft picks, I mean, I they got the number one seed in the West. They need to start losing. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I mean, pissed. I remember, <laughs> bro. I remember a couple years ago when Orlando Magic was like ten and two, and everybody was talking shit. And then by midway point, they was where they needed to be. Like, I you know think... what that is, Jamar? That's what they call the Fat Joe offense. Lean back. <laughs> yeah, tell the coach to, to switch up those rotations. <laughs> Some ugly niggas in. <laughs> yeah, bro. Of course, they're gonna end up doing it, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, and even even if they didn't, I feel like they start losing some games and everything. Like everything always ends up 
even and out. It's so many bas- games in basketball, you know, so. Yeah, I think with Anthony Edwards, he kind of segues us into a conversation that D'Angelo and I had in the chat. I feel like Anthony Edwards is a Georgia boy. He said it before. Basketball's in his passion. He doesn't care about it that much. Football's his passion. He plays basketball because, hey, he have the size for it. I can have a longer career. And, yeah, my, my game is built for it. But he wishes he could be an NFL player. And it goes into what I was saying about the state where we're from, Virginia. D'Angelo, you feel that Virginia is a basketball state, and I do not. Uh, Jamar, how do you feel about it? Um, I mean, I don't think really too much off the strength of, like, I'll say, like, maybe at, like, the high school level, yeah. But even then, it's kind of, like, not as nationally known. You know, is more so as all the other states that's really known for basketball, and even then, it's not really too many nice niggas who come out of VA, like born and raised to job like shit. That's like a powerhouse, you know, of of basketball. That's really where I'm at with it, but hey. D-Lo, why do you think Virginia is a basketball state? Well, when we was having this conversation, I took it as, like, when I think of, like, I feel like the region, like, where we're from, not to say, like, our state, we, like, I don't, we're not, like, a football state. We're not a, we're not a specific sports state, I feel like. Not a football, baseball, but like we're I feel like we're all around, you know, state. Like we're sport. we're good. Like we're just good at a lot of sports. But yeah, yeah, know. yeah. So like when you were saying like we're not a basketball state, I'm like, hold on, like we have a lot of talent that come from VA. They might not, you know what I'm saying? They might not be the top niggas in the NBA per se, like you know, like star level players, but I feel like we have a lot of talent in VA. And especially that Southern Virginia. Um, so. Yeah, when I think about Virginia, I think about football, especially the 757. You already know Michael Vick, Lawrence yeah. Taylor, Percy Harvin, Plaxico Burris, yeah. Neangelo Hall, even Richmond. They got Russell Wilson, Fran Tarkenton, even Northern Virginia. Shout out Larry Asante. Buck Monroe, Jan Ali, I grew up with him. He made the NFL, fourth-round pick. Uh, who else? There was another homie. He went to Hilton. He was a linebacker, Ahmad Brooks. Yeah, he made the oh, NFL. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I think about with Virginia, football. Yeah. Like, for basketball, we have talent, but we already know. Like, when you think about the greatest players from Virginia, you think about Allen Iverson and Alonzo Mourning from the 7-5. Yeah. Uh, Who's the goalie at Moses Malone in Petersburg? And then, like, Northern Virginia, you like, eh, it's like David Robinson. Yeah, he went to high school in Manassas, but he, nobody claims him. Uh, Dennis <laughs> Scott and uh, Grant Hill, they from, like, South Oak, South Lakes, Reston. Eh, that's, that doesn't represent us. I mean, it's VA, though. Yeah, but do you, where, where did they go to college? That shows you. Dennis Scott went to college at Georgia Tech. 
Grant Hill went to college at Duke. Allen uh, Iverson and Alonzo Mourning went to college at Georgetown. Uh, but he's supposed like, to say that. Yeah, yeah like Virginia doesn't, as even as talented as it is, they don't have a basketball school. Like VCU made the final four and they were Cinderella's. George yeah, Mason too. made the final four as Cinderella's. UVA for a little bit. You said who? Said UVA. Yeah, UVA. Bit. And how did UVA recruit? They were getting two, three star kids that just want to play. Uh, what press for forty minutes? No stars. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. what they were getting though. Yeah, I think Joe Harris went there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. that's how he, he's always gritty on defense. Yeah, the though, same yeah. thing. DeAndre Hunter, you know, at for the Hawks, just brothers running. That's what they like. <laughs> hey, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter's he's he's showing off though. He's gonna he's gonna be a good pro. He's a good prospect. Yeah, the only thing that holds him back is injuries, but he is a good player. But mm-hmm. when I think about you know. Like I like D Lo was saying, I think it's more regional. Like I wouldn't call New York a basketball state. It's New York City that loves basketball. Syracuse, hey, they used to be a great program. They still good, but if you go to someone in Brooklyn, they don't give a fuck about Syracuse basketball. You're right. You know, it's because it's like that's not us. The same thing. Like we know Chicago is great at basketball, but they don't have a great program either. Like DePaul, no one, even Illinois, they not they used to be pretty good, but yeah, I so it's hard. Like I think there is a lot of talent, but like y'all, did y'all see Kevin Durant's documentary on PG County? Nah, then did you see it, D'Lo? I didn't. I didn't. Oh yeah, see, check that out, y'all. I forgot the name, but it's on Showtime. Kevin Durant made a documentary talking about Prince George's County in Maryland, where he's from, and their basketball scene. Yeah, it was very good, but he focused on his county. And, you know, because that county, if you watch it, they'll say they'll show like how specifically they had the most basketball courts out of any county in America. That's why they had so many ballers. And that was the day when people played basketball outside. Good old days. Yeah, so they were literally making basketball players because that was the thing everybody was doing. Of course, things change. So now even uh, Prince George's County basketball is different. Like They're not producing talent as frequently as they used to. So it is interesting because um, what I would say is that if you look at, I would say, who does – who do y'all think produces the most talent now? I would say California, right? Yeah, I was going to say Probably by default. Probably California. It used to be North Carolina back in the day, I remember. Yeah, they used to have numbers. Texas has some good – they produce players too. But I would say for regions, I would say probably if I had to say the best basketball cities, quote-unquote, or regions, I would say probably New York. Yep. LA, Chicago. Uh I'm biased because I lived over there, but Seattle, they love basketball. The whole state. I never seen, I never lived at a place that had so many basketball courts, like just neighborhoods. Everybody in a neighborhood having their own basketball court. Going to Seattle, you see Jamal Crawford, Paolo Bancaro. Uh, DeJounte Murray, they got uh, even Doug Christie, like uh, Nate Robinson, like they love basketball in Seattle, so they got to be in my top five, and maybe at yeah, DMV. Wow. 
Oh, how'd you miss that layup, boy? <laughs> hey, that's the one of the funniest things of the show. While we uh talking and live watching, like, are y'all seeing right now? San Antonio it has the Grizzlies in overtime. Yeah, I'm watching oh, no. the game. Yeah. <laughs> San Antonio, bro, they are a tough outing every night. It's yeah, not sweet. Are. People think they're coming in there and they're just going to walk over San Antonio. They can have Keldon Johnson out. They can have Vassal out. They got backups <laughs> like Socon, Poto. Hey, Shout San out to Keldon Johnson, the best Virginia basketball player right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know where he's from, Jamar? Nah, where's Kevin Johnson from? He from South Hill. Shout out D Hat. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, man. Seven five seven Dorian Smith for Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Role players. Nice contract this year though. For sure, and well deserved. Mm-hmm. Every team needs a player like him to do the dirty work, make the open shots. Play multiple positions. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. What is it? Maybe that should be an episode next week or moving forward. Like we could do in the offseason. Like, who are the what are the best basketball cities, states, whatever? Oh yeah. We could do that. I mean, he, just, he said Russell Westbrook's doing what? He just jacked a three, like from Steph range. Man, like, he's feeling it. Uh, I do it. <laughs> it wouldn't be Russell. Yeah, it wouldn't. <laughs> oh man, uh, Russell would see right now the score from what I'm seeing, thirty four twenty or twenty one. Yeah. No, thirty four the. Well, I think he probably about to make this free throw. Yeah. 34-20. Yeah, 21. Yeah, and uh, looks like the Grizzlies, Spurs, uh, the Grizzlies are up one, 14 seconds left. Um, very hot. I'm watching uh, everything. Very hot. Who got the rock? Rudy Gay about the Oh, damn. He just turned it over. <laughs> oh, damn. Let's think of Paul George. Oh, man, but before we go, we got to talk about a team that I thought was going to walk their way to the title, the Golden State Warriors. Slow start to the season. Why don't y'all let me know what y'all feel about what y'all have been seeing from them. The other day, they needed Steph to score 47 just for them to win, by the way. Oh, the fucking magic. Yeah, they're 4-7 right now. And they barely beat the Kings, 116-113. Like I said, Steph had to black out for them to win. So how do y'all feel about the Warriors so far? I'm not worried. Honestly, me, it's, it's, it's very early. Um, I think that regardless, it don't matter where they sit at when it comes to playoff time, they are a threat regardless if they are the first seed the third seed, the fifth seed, the sixth seed, who cares? They're still gonna cook. But I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not really worried. It's been what less than 15 games. Yeah, they've um, played eleven games so far. Yes, yeah, it's, it's still early. I mean, I think that yeah, they lost some bad games like to Orlando and 
a lot of geek games they should have won, but I mean, it's just the beginning of the season. I'm not really worried yet. How about Steph you? is cooking. Say that again. I said Steph is cooking. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, he is blacking out. Jamar, is, is this for a reason for concern, or is it just too early to call it? Uh, I don't think it's reason for concern, even to be honest. It's to still early in the season. They did. What is surprising, though, I will say, is when they lost like three or four games in a row. That is wild. Like maybe two, like lose two, then one, and lose two, then one. But to lose like three or four in a row, thought they would have kicked it in the gear. But um, after watch a little bit more Warriors games, but I do hear that they're not really playing the youngins like that, who's supposed to you know break out and stuff this year. So with the, if the youngins ain't breaking out, and then Clay and Dre declining, I don't know how <laughs> they go on. You know, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Poole got paid and said I'm cool. Yeah, you know what he did <laughs> last, the last game? He had two yeah. points. One rebound and three assists in 22 minutes. That's what I'm saying. Paying them too early should have waited by the end of the year before they got the bread. Like, make them really earn that joint. Now they cool. They got exactly. Stole. He got stole. They had to pay him. Draymond messed it up. Oh, they <laughs> <he> got stole. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still think it's too early, though. I think, I think they're the type of team that can, you know, have a, a, a breakout game. You know, where everybody cooks, they drop like 120, you know what I'm saying? Blow somebody out, and then I can get them rolling for the rest of the year. So I yeah. still think it's a little bit too early. Like the Western Conference, I've just seen the standards. It's to still drive close from one to 10 seeds, to be honest. And nobody believes in Utah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I think it's still early. One thing I will say is I agree with y'all, it is early, but. I think um, they are going to miss Otto Porter and Gary Payton the second. Having guys coming off the bench that can defend multiple positions, they don't have that anymore. Oh, and then, you know, DiVincen- Dante DiVincenzo, he's kind of banged up right now. So they playing another white guard, Ty Jerome. And he, <laughs> he's kind of just, he's just there running around. Kaminga, y- y'all know how it is. It's hard for a young player to develop at a championship-level team. So Kaminga, he's not getting the minutes. I think he is ready to play more. I think he's someone that should be trying to step into that Otto Porter combo forward role. But, you know, he's not the shooter that Otto Porter is. Even Otto Porter was one of the best corner three shooters in the league for a while. He's not that yet. So I think that's what's been holding them back. But, yeah, y'all right. It is early. But one thing I do have to say is their bench is kind of light if the young guys don't wake up. Yeah. This is what I will say, though. This is just funny to me. Like, the Warriors and the Nets, well, before we won the night, had the same damn record. But notice how nobody's worried about the Warriors. But we 4-7 and – the world is on fire, even though it's other things other than basketball. Yeah. That's why the world is on fire. But it's just funny how the records are the same, and you know, it's like, oh right. my goodness, the Nets are four and seven. Da, 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 da. Well, Kevin Durant, 
Yeah, you and and you got that equity when you won four titles. You can you can have a slow start and relax. Yeah, that's that's true. Dynasty, they got coming off the ring, so benefit of the doubt for sure. Hey, man, I hope y'all have fun listening to us. It was fun making it. Ring culture, we here, we ain't going nowhere. All four of us were here, but only three spoke today. (laughs) I'll say, you got any last words for the listeners out there (laughs) around the world? <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that struggle laugh, but I think that was <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, bro. Any LeBron? What about that? You got any takes on LeBron? <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, Austin. <laughs> we push back the start for 30 minutes wow. for you to sleep through he it. Right? LeBron's going off the cliff. Okay. Oh. Oh, you off the cliff! <laughs> <laughs> when, when Kyrie went forth or something in the fourth quarter, oh, Kyrie, and, and they lost the game. Nobody was saying Kyrie's off on the cliff. Nobody was. Kyrie is not thirty. Look at his logic. All right, man. Kyrie is in the middle of his prime right now. <laughs> <laughs> the man is going off the cliff. Hey, man. Well, for D'Angelo. Jamar, myself, Dan, and the ghost of Osei. This is the Ring Coach <laughs> Podcast. Hey, man, we'll be back next weekend. Hey, Osei, hopefully you'll be active, man, because the streets need you, bro. They need your hot takes, man. Yeah. It's foolish. 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 Hey, we can't hear you, Osei. All I'm hearing is deep mumbling, bro. Relax. Yeah, I'm sure I'm like I'm laid back. I'm sure. Oh, look at him. Thanks. We're gonna we're gonna need answers for that uh Anthony Edwards gonna break Steph Curry three yeah. three. Right next there. week, you, next week we <laughs> interviewing those say, man. Look at that. I did <laughs> that up. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is a topic, bro. Yeah, Anthony Edwards hey, is a topic. He was, he was really talking not- about the Timberwolves, bro. <laughs> Y'all talking about that? Can can get on pace? He's not going to do it because his work ethic, bro. Oh yeah, see, no, yeah. regardless, he was not getting it. <laughs> yeah. Work ethic or not, he was not getting it. Bro. <laughs> Stuff didn't start. Doing what he was doing so like year seven, right? What? But Steph hey, always can hey, shoot, bro. Right. Thanks, hey, we got bro. about to start another podcast because he woke up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey we'll pick up what this is next week. Yeah, oh, yeah. next week, man. Hey, peace. <laughs> <laughs>